0: So, welcome to the Nine Hots podcast. This week, we've started off with um, a bit of crazy, bit of grind, I guess, uh, called Tiny Rage uh, by a band called Moni Jitchell, which is um, carrying on the tradition of um, of celebrity names just messed up slightly. Um, Brian X Blessed, I think, is, is one of my favourites, and um, and there's that cricket band named Jeffrey Oycott. But yeah, this is a band from Glasgow. Um, absolutely brilliant stuff. Um, just straight into the point. It seems to be a sort of like compilation tape um, that they've kind of put together of uh, like since 2019 to, to now um, still going and uh, yeah, just really raging sort of two piece. Um, Pete, how did you find this one? Cause I think this has completely passed me by and I don't quite know how. They, they emailed us
1: actually. Um, and they're, feature members of a band that you reviewed in the past on the Nine Notes website called Damn Teeth, um, which is ah, why they I got in I touch with us. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's why they got in touch with us and said, you know, you might like this and here we go. So listened to it and really enjoyed it. You know, there in other bands, you know, another band with a celebrity name called Billy Ray, Osiris, uh, a band called The Thin Privilege. It
2: Brilliant. reminds me. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It reminds me of, um, reminds me of Scottish bands and it's, you know, kind of, I in my head there's a distinct sound, you know, like like bands like Caddish as well, I guess. It's yeah. Like raw and impassioned and gritty. Although I do wonder then whether I'm just getting into, you know, like a, a, a caricature of Scottish people and, you know, but, <laughs> and lazily lumping a whole nation sound into one. But anyway, <laughs> maybe. But either way, <laughs> they compare themselves to botch and the armed. And as soon as I kind of read the armed reference, that made immediate sense to me. It was, mm-hmm. you know, the chaotic drums and that pure shot of energy. It kind of got my blood pumping and, and locked me in. You know. Also, you know, it, like say it says on Bandcamp, it's the best of Moni of um 2019 to 2021. So I, I read that as like it's a posthumous compilation. But, but. You know, they're still playing gigs. They're playing Sheffield um, in a day or two from when we're recording this, which I can't make, sadly. But the main thing is they're still going around, and that's that's really good to hear based on this.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, um, I, I find it quite funny that they've got possibly five minutes of music from three years of being a band, but, you know, that's that's probably part of the joke. Um, yeah, I love it. So, um, yeah, it looks like the um, they've got, like, a digital album of just three quid, and there's a very limited, uh, limited edition um, cassette available from uh, Gold Mould Records, which I've not heard of. you am going to have to check that out. Um, but if you want to hear this and more, um, you can get the full five minutes at monijitschul.vandcamp.com. Amazing stuff. So, as ever, it's the Nine Notes podcast. It's nine amazing tracks that we found through sort of combing the underground and, uh, yeah, sort of poking around uh, this week so next up um this is a band that kind of remind me a, a lot of um sort of like the the golden age of scrams and stuff i mean i know we play a lot of this kind of stuff but this kind of stood out a lot i know that chris from sound devastation records um was kind of very keen on this i saw him sort of like share it on his uh, instagram and um yeah with good reason it's so good the artwork's fantastic um the whole feel of the thing just feels very sort of wild and inventive um yeah, kind of Funeral Diner vibes here. Um, possibly like uh, the French bands, Row, Um I got little bits of Lacchietti from Italy as well. I, I don't know if you, you're getting these references at all, Pete, but um, no. yeah, I l- love this.
1: No, I'm not. As, you know, I've said on this podcast before, I, I get my screamo fix from your choices on this podcast. Solely this, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is, which is fine. It's, I'm not against it. I don't, You know, it's, you know, it's not post-rock or something which I really don't like I, I, I like it it's just not my sound and I and in that sense I actually listen to this and I heard it before you picked it I had this slightly odd sensation that even though I haven't got the points of reference to, to kind of to to know this or or, or uh, uh, even claim it on this podcast but even without that it felt like this is, you know, this is an incredible album, which is almost like a defining one for the genre. I mean, I, I'm in yeah, no position definitely. to state that, but it just feels such a strong album, so good. And, <laughs> and you know, I have seen people talk about it and kind of you know, proclaim the same, who, ha- who are better keyed into it. So you just sense it, you know, it, it, the music is amazing, the kind of the energy of it. Um, I, it's, it's probably as perfect a scream album as you can get, you know, in this year. Uh, again with all the caveats of my my knowledge in this area not being too too great um i've heard them before i've I've kind of followed them i I was i've I've been fond of them from what i've heard i'm not sure where maybe maybe from from yourself but i I suspect this just elevates them to like god levels within the sound
0: yeah definitely um i think it kind of harks back to a certain time but it's like you say it's so inventive and there's bits on this where it's just absolutely flawed so um yeah, I think it's it's worth listening to the whole record together. It sounds very much like a concept one. It kind of runs into each other, it feels very fluid. So um, yeah, really really amazing album. Um, so yeah, this album is actually called Ritma, um, and uh, you can get it at momentofcollapserecords.bandcamp.com. Uh, we're going to play a uh, very brief cigarette for an actor. so that was a band called Puri Race on uh, Moments of Collapse records absolutely brilliant record um probably going to be in several lists at the end of the year um so next up uh, we've got the i guess I- I'll keep saying the return of of these bands but they've probably never gone away um Fatso Jetson what a familiar name from years and years ago um have released um I guess is it a split release Pete on uh, Ripple Music There's, yeah yep yeah uh it's called Live from Total Annihilation and this is really special i i listened to this in the sunshine today sat by a river and it was just perfect like relaxation music to be honest yeah. i loved it yeah that that that's, that sounds like you said that's that's the
1: most apt setting you know so the the concept of this album for what i read was that in lieu of you know of being able to perform gigs um in in covid times Fats Jets Jetson, this band All Souls Who Have Not Heard of Before entered this studio called Total Annihilation in, in LA and and performed, you know, they performed a set each. It's, and it's of unreleased or rare or new material. They then recorded it and Ripple Music have picked it up and then, and here we are. You know Faso Jetson is like genuinely one of the godfathers of the Stoner Rock Sound. Yeah, but yeah. but a bit like Master Reality, actually, they've never totally sounded pure stone of rock even though they were they've always been there and the fact that they were central to the, you know the californian desert scene that spawned the whole thing you know even back then they'd done things their own way i saw them at, at roadburn in the late 2000s and they were so good you know they're like they're one of the highlights in a festival full of all my favorite bands and they you know you could tell them there's something special about and different about them and Sometimes they come across as quite like flamboyant. They've got a saxophonist in the band, you know. At times, and and that, that came across amazingly live. But what I really like about their core sound, their core is, is it's like understated. You know, it's 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 kind of this song's like a perfect example of it. It bustles along on the breeze, you know, in a beautiful way. You know, they've never followed trends, not even the one they helped start. And that, yeah. what that means is they they still sound only like Fatso Jetson. And it's why they still create music as good as this. Even, you know, it must be 25 years at least, but probably 30 years since they started. And it's it's amazing to see.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I'm kind of half familiar with them, and I know that they're just like an important band. But I think they've been going since 1994, which is crazy when you think about it. Mm. Um, But yeah, like nice to sort of welcome legends onto the podcast, to be honest. Um I'm just reading about All Souls actually. Um it's uh members of toti moshi I don't know if you're familiar with them. No. Yeah, brilliant sort of um wild live band. Um been going quite a long time as well. Um and it looks like uh all souls have kind of toured with really interesting bands like you know, Jesus Lizard are mentioned here, Melvin's meat Puppets. Um so yeah, I'd like to hear the whole thing to be honest. I, I'm sure we've been sent this, but I've only heard the mm-hmm. uh Fat song. Um but yeah, great to sort of uh yeah, have these kind of very important people on the podcast and, and great to see that they're still releasing music like years, decades later. Um, we've had like the return of so many bands, you know, uh, Bongzilla come to mind uh, recently and yeah, yeah, it, it feels, yeah, it, it just feels like a, a who's who is, it's kind of like circling back and it, it's great and they're still making relevant music. It's not as if it's crap. So yes, it's really impressive. Um, so yeah, we're going to play a song from the Fatso Jetson side. Uh, this is their first uh, sort of cut from this uh, nine-track, and um, yeah, this is called "Drifting Off to Storybook Death." <laughs> So that was the sounds of Fatso Jets in there. Next up uh, from Brucia Records uh, from Genoa in Italy, we've got a band called Hegemony, uh, and uh, yeah, this is just like a, a pretty um, brutal departure, I guess, from from the sort of like peaceful stone rock we've just had. This is um, quite towering stuff, really. Um, I guess like they've called it blackened post metal, but I think there's um, there's possibly something. A, a bit more sinister under there as well. Um, really, really like this beat. I, I don't know. On first listener, I was just like, yeah, I like this a lot.
1: Mm. You know, I, I, the first thing I saw about them, that, you know, they, they have the, the fans of line on the bandcamp, and it mentions yeah. like Cult of Luna, Conjurer, Downfall of Gaia. And I, I just spot on, you know, I completely agree with that. You know, it, it, it links with that black and post-metal kind of tag as well, I guess. I... I it goes to almost like that polished grand production, and I suppose more to the point, the theatre of post metal. I kind of I, I, I hear in this, yes. um you know, reaching for the stars with like you know with its epicness, rather than a rather than any kind of black metal or hardcore grittiness about it. And as such, I don't think it's something I'd I'd listen to. um You know, I stopped listening to Cold the Luna after the Beyond, but. but for what they're going for (laughs) um it sounds absolutely massive and you know you send that people lap this up and it'll take them places
0: definitely i think there's um yeah there's there's more kind of masterful strokes like under the surface of this that i i kind of didn't hear on the first listen as well so there's like electronics kind of like oozing out of this somehow and um yeah they've kind of described it as a dissonant wall of sound and i think that that comes across with the production that sort of very sort of like heavy downtrodden production um but yeah i think that's spot on like um it's it's just going to it's going to appeal to a lot of people and i think this is one of those ones where i just picked it because it immediately spoke to me i don't think it's i don't think there's much behind um you know any other reason why i picked it it's just yeah it's kind of very satisfying uh, as a listen. Uh, so, we're going to play the only song that they've uh, released so far to the public. Uh, this is Abeyance. And you can get this at bruciorecords.bandcamp.com. <laughs> Okay, so that was a band called Hegemony. Absolutely putting stuff on. Brucia records there. Uh, next up, again, another departure. This is back into the realms of uh, stoner rock, but like with such a weird bent and a kind of wild side to it. So um, Fuzzorama Records have released some of the most interesting records in the last few years, and we've played them quite a lot. Um, but I've never heard anything like this, to be honest with you. Um, Wizard, um, not the Roy uh, Wood band um, or, you know, anything to do with Electric Wizard or, you know, any any sort of wizard band that I've come across yet is, is spelled in a completely different way. This is absolutely brilliant, Pete. I, I don't know how to describe it without doing it a disservice, really. It's got this um, fierce experimentation to it, but it's, it manages to sound like a stone rock band playing backwards or something at points. I, I absolutely <laughs> loved it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I like that. You know, it's it's, it's a very happy record. I think, and yeah. you know, Fuzzorama is a, you know it's a really good label. It's a stoner rock label. It's it's run by um, members of Chuck Fighters, and they've always kind of brought out the the kind of the cream of the Swedish underground for the rest of the world to to hear. But you know, they've they've been around a long time. They've been around since I think like Gravity X came out in mid two thousands. But you know, but they seem to be in the middle of a spurt of releases, which is brilliant. You know, it, it heightens activity from them, and the branching past the borders too, which is great news because then you know they find bands like Wizard, who are from Montana. It's I don't know, it just like I said, it's happy. It launches out. It's bold. It's on the front foot constantly. You know, you kind of um, allude to. I've gone very stoner rock with my selections to, for this podcast. Um, this And this is no, you know, exception. You know, I can, I can imagine hearing this back in 2000. Um, and if so, you know, if, if it had come out then, it had joined, you know, the the movement seamlessly. You know, the vocals are really, you know, excellent on here. But the guitars are just magical. You know, there, there is something different in there. And, and it kind of it got me really excited.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can absolutely see these guys playing Desert Fest. This is like perfect kind of. caliber of of, of stuff on here is just amazing I mean um I've listened to the the whole record several times and I still can't kind of put my finger on which is my favorite track I mean the one you've picked Supernova is amazing but the um the other one they've released um sort of to the public so far called Don't Zorp and Warp is um is equally amazing I I kept thinking this this sounds like one big piece of music as well It, it kind of flows incredibly well um and yeah it's very hard to pin down but um I think that's kind of what makes it incredibly special. So, yeah, uh, like as we say, if you want to hear this, you can go to fuzzorama records The band's called Wizard, and we're going to play a song called Supernova. So that was a band called Wizard on Fuzzarama Records there. Uh, next up, bit of death metal for you. Um, band called Hissing, who I've been going since about, about 2015, um, from Seattle, Washington. This is, yeah, just, just amazing. Like, I think there's some um, comparisons you can kind of draw here for, you know, the, the more dissonant sort of stuff, like uh, Portal or um, the more chaotic sort of stuff. But I think this has got, like, a very organic sound to it. Um, it's, it's slightly... I wouldn't say sloppy, but it's kind of very loose and and feels very sort of mysterious. And I think that's what kind of drew me towards um, like listening to it in full, really. Um, Really, really enjoyed this. What did you make of this? Because I know you've kind of gone, we've we've talked about this at length, but you've gone through like a death metal um, renaissance, I guess. Um, Yeah. Like, uh, you know, your own sort of open university course in um, death metal (laughs) in the last few years. Yes. Uh, So what do you make of this? I, I, I really liked, I, I, I mean, to be fair, to be
1: fair, like you, you criticize me, um, I always liked this this style of, of death metal anyway, even before I kind of, I think what I was missing previously was the, you know, the meat and potatoes death metal, which I, I had time, yeah. I needed to kind of um, teach myself, but background. this, you know, the yeah, the strange weirdo, you know, messed up kind of death metal has always been something I've, I've kind of got since you know i think maybe like when i first heard portal and things like that i, I knew that this, this was a special sound and and in fact with hissing i reviewed their album permanent destitution like pre-podcast days when you know we still actually wrote the reviews on on the nine it's website imagine that and was, uh, yeah, yeah guys it's, it's so much easier to start um but you know like i i read i read back that review once you picked them for this podcast and you know there's a couple of lines there one is like i essentially compared them to this to portal and our place of worship is silence and titan blood all at the same time you know because it is right. a very full and chaotic sound mm. and and then there's a line where it's like i, I sum them up as like a, an electric storm of harsh noise upon harsh metal so you know in a word that they're, they're very intense i i find you know it, that's yeah. That, that's the experience of listening to them, and, and you know nothing has changed in the intervening years. Nothing has, you know, they haven't been able to relieve that tension that 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 creates. This it is still as manic as it was back then. Um, Definitely, you know, it, 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 someone says it doesn't even sound like you know, never mind death metal. It doesn't sound like music in the traditional sense. More these <laughs> like a, a, more like a series of overbearing, pulsating waves, and they yeah. all like just crash against your skull, and it never relents. Not even the slightest drop off in tempo, like to catch your breath. It's just, I, no. I, I really enjoy it. It's, it's, it's a bewildering listen. And, and weirdly, and I, I realized this is like when the song finished, I thought I want to, you know, I went back and I, I wanted to play again. But I think I, I took a moment. I thought actually just, just have a moment, you know, like a bit of a break <laughs> for my own safety. But it, it is, it's, it's really compelling music, I find.
0: Yeah i mean uh, the, the the sort of chaotic abstract cover of this kind of just reflects the the the, the chaos in within i think and um yeah and i think uh, people who love um kind of like primitive Uh, death metal will will get a lot out of this and people who like the technical stuff will equally get something out of it so I think it's a nice kind of um, uh, uh, nice is the wrong word but um, it's a uh, it's a nice compromise between um, those two worlds those two death metal kind of ways of thinking so yeah absolutely brilliant stuff so if you want to listen to this you can go to hissingseattle.bankcamp.com you can buy the cd and the digital version there and I think there's links to buy uh, the vinyl as well so yeah give this a spin Uh, this is a song called Which one did I pick, hostile absurdity? okay so following on from hissing we've got uh, the return of a band that um i remember from the sort of nine hertz forum days uh, a band called obiak from london um they seem to have reformed after what seems like um, a very long time i think they were they released things in 2002 which is mad um and seemed to sort of um, quieten down after um, an album called um eye tree pie which is out in um 2009 um yeah, they've um they've been back since 2021. And um, yeah, this is their latest album, um, Indian Ocean, which is absolutely brilliant. Um, the cover actually reminds me of like old Genesis records or something. It's insane. <laughs> um, very sort of um psychedelic and you know, lots of symbolism going on. Um, but it like contained within is this absolutely crazy um prog via sort of stone of doom. Uh, sound really very ambitious and not what i remembered at all from from back then um pete have they changed a lot or, or am i just like uh out of touch i haven't listened to them for so long
1: uh, they have yeah i mean that's I because it's inevitable I, I i didn't expect this from
0: you know i knew that they'd, they'd no. be
1: formed but i completely didn't you know and again like you said we knew them they used to um at least one of the members used to post in our, in our forum and that's going back that, so that you know more it, than a decade it? yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah that alone dates it um but I wasn't expecting this, you know. It, it, to me, what it sounds like, it, it kind of follows some of their British peers, I think. And then i was thinking bands like Elephant Tree, Boss Keloid, yeah. definitely Hast, even Dune, I guess. And it's it's like a modern approach to stoner rock and doom that is progressive. It's got clean vocals, you know. It's like say prog elements, um, a bold production. And and I, and it's weird because some of those elements you'd think would be anathema to to what you'd think you'd want from this sound, but somehow you know those bands and now Obia as well, they make it work. And it, it feels yeah. something something of a movement is happening. You know, in in our country for that, um, you know, I think there's, there's something of the cerebral elemental aura of Yob in here as well. Um, just a, a confidence to it that drives it forward in a really impressive way. that's it it surprised me you know it's not so they they were always a bit there's something strange and different about them even back then but i wasn't at all expecting this um but yeah i I, you know you can imagine this elevating them to to uh, like higher level of consciousness within the scene than they ever had before because because of the quality of it
0: yeah i mean it's it's so ambitious as to be like It's the same band, you know, that's what I kind of thought, like, listen to this is incredible stuff. Um, Really, really interesting um, diversions. There's lots of brass on here, uh, which you wouldn't expect in in this kind of genre either. Um, And when it does sort of funnel out the speakers, you're sort of like, does this work? And I think the answer is yes. Like the, the more I listen to it, the more it just makes sense. So, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed this immensely. Um, so, we're going to play a song called Sea Burial. Um, and, like I say, the album's called Indian Ocean. Uh, you can get this via obiet.bandcamp.com, uh, where you can actually listen to all of their sort of past stuff. So, um, see what you think of this. Welcome back, Obiat. So that was the return of Obiat from London. Absolutely brilliant sort of prog tinge stuff there. Next up, uh, we've got a band that we've played before on the podcast. Uh, last year, they released a brilliant record called Red Giant, and I think that might have made our list last year as well. Um, Lucius Fox, who are from Kalamazoo in Michigan, which is um, a fantastic place name, I have to just say that. Um, but yeah, the new record is called Solostalgia, and... Um, yeah, I just I thought this was absolutely brilliant, like really sort of twisted. Um, I don't, it, it's very hard to um, describe how these guys sound. I mean, it's got like elements of, I'd say, Old Man Gloom um, in there somewhere. Uh, math Rock is is another thing you kind of maybe uh, put here, but it's got like a sludgy bent to it too. Pete, I think we had dis- like difficulties describing this accurately before, and I think that's why I like this band so much. Mm. Yeah, I got
1: excited when when I saw this had come out, and before we'd even had a chance to like get around to playing it, you'd picked it. So you beat me to the punch, and that's because you know because that last album was so great, as you say. the The comparisons you made, I was trying to kind of put together how you know the, what what composite sound it is, and actually, old man gloom and math rock are kind of the missing puzzles. I was thinking after you know that's that's really spot on. I think I was thinking you know I think there's a torch element in there. I think there's a big caveat on that, and a lot of bands get compared to Torch. Uh, we're probably as guilty as anyone, but it seems you know that they're, they're, they're anybody who combines a vaguely doom or stoner sound with clean elements gets compared to them. But there's yeah. you know there's <laughs> there's so much more to the magic of Torch, and actually I think um, Lucy's Fox have have some of those have some of those same skills, you know, to make something sound so graceful and cheerful with weighty, crunchy guitars, mm-hmm. um, and like you say, it even becomes almost technical and but the the, more, the 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 feeling i got from it was just a sense of a band absolutely loving what they create completely you know lost within it and I, I, you know like it makes me happy i would it, say it's practically impossible not to get caught up in that this almost like a shared experience between listener and band you know i've only heard this one song but the album's out on the 19th of august and you know i've got my calendar marked because i'm really excited yeah for
0: yeah, me too. Um really excited to hear this. And um, this is actually a concept album about um climate change, which is quite apt because I think we're just coming out of 40 degrees centigrade here, which is I think the highest this country's ever seen. So, you know, the the, the sort of emergency is real, and I think people kind of need to sit up and take notice. So um, yeah, this is uh kind of like preaching to the converted, I think, um, with us, but you know, if we can make a difference with people who listen to this kind of music. All the better, really. So if you want to hear this, you can go to loosestbox.bandcamp.com. Uh, the album's called Solastalgia, and we're going to play a song called Pyro Cumulonimbus. okay so that was lucius fox uh, their return after uh, after last year's fantastic album really really exciting stuff there and uh, yeah can't wait to hear it in august next up and to close this week's podcast our band that got in touch uh, via email and via instagram if you want to do the same then uh, yeah head to our sort of socials um called lesnadi and uh, they're from uh, cordoba in argentina and this is absolutely brilliant stuff the cover to this i have to say is absolutely stunning um Really mysterious and, and like very abstract, and um, I think it kind of reflects the music that's that's inside. Really, like this is incredibly spiritual sounding, um, sludgy, mysterious, um, almost like ritualistic um, sound to it as well. And and they're only a duo. They've made this incredible noise for a duo, um, and that always blows my mind as to how you know they they kind of come up with this um, this very full sound. Um, Pete, I mean. We could have played anything off this it's it's so good um we could play a song called zonda mm, yeah but, you know when we you know the, the the funny thing is we'd, we'd already found it hadn't we'd
1: by the tender the context is it it's, yes. and we'd already fallen in love with it um it reminds me of a, a lot that there was an album by a band called papangu from brazil uh yeah. we played that album called holocene which is incredible um and that then seemed to blow up. You know, that's, it's had a, uh, I think it's had a UK release on vinyl recently. It has those same hallmarks of, uh, does, you know, we've said this time and again, if you want weird and kaleidoscopic, psychedelic takes on like Stoner and Doom, then just look towards South America. You know, and Argentina is particularly fruitful in that regard. Um, they just conjure this wonderfully strange and mystical slant on otherwise, you know, familiar Stoner Rock sounds. As if they would like taken the template, uh, but are operating on another plane, you know, from the rest of the world. You know, the, the underlying stone or rock, like the like the driving opening riff, is, is is very familiar. It reminds me of the European bands of the early noughties, like like Dozer or or even like Three Five who were relatively experimental too. But then they alter it. You know, they alter the reality of it by through the vocals and the twinkling guitars which are pure south american i just I, I love the whole release you know I, i've picked a lot of stone of rock i said that on this podcast because you know because you know really strong and new takes on it there's i could have picked a load more there was a, a lot of releases this week um which were straight up stone of rock and there's nothing wrong with that per se but truth be told this you know you want the adventure in it this is how Stone rock should sound these days, you know, different and dangerous and new. And it's just, it's, it's very exciting to hear music like this.
0: Yeah, quite daring, to be honest, and very sort of satisfying as, as a result. So, um, yeah, I've, I was absolutely bowled over by this, really. Um, and yeah, I've, I think it's astounding. And I think we'll probably come back to this as well. So you can get this at lesnadi.bandcamp.com. The album's called Destiero y Siembra. And uh, yeah, we're going to play a song called Zonda. Uh, We'll see you next week.